Blog Talk Radio. Amazon. 
Um, hello again. I'm your host, Reverend Sharma King. I'd like to welcome listeners to Sacred Sunday. Sacred Sunday was created to provide an open-minded platform that focuses on the tenant. This Sunday is a very special day to set aside some time for spiritual focus, meditation, and prayer. All faiths are welcome. I'm a Christian in recovery, and all Bible readings will be out of I Read My Ryrie Study Bible, but you may use any Bible you wish. I've had many spiritual experiences and in gratitude we have ongoing Bible readings, discussion about spiritual experiences. Sometimes I read out of my book. Sometimes I read out of other people's books. But uh, we're just here to focus a little bit of time in the Sunday morning for our spiritual activities. And we're just being our real selves. Um, the call number this morning is 619-924-9744. And we are every Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Let's do our opening prayer now. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christos and us. We pray for all Christians being persecuted worldwide. Their freedom to worship and lives are in jeopardy. And I see that numerous reports are now reporting that Christians are being persecuted in Syria and Christians have been removed entirely from Mosul and also their soldier and a news reporter uh, just got beheaded and this is all against Christians and Christian Americans and it's very tragic for me uh, to even think about what's happening to people all over the world. And we ask Archangel Michael to fight against evil and protect all those who reach out to you, God, and Jesus. And our prayers go out to all those who suffer in the world and for the animals who can't speak for themselves. We also pray for the wisdom of our president and the rest of our policymakers. We have many decisions to make, and we are praying for all countries, for all problems suffering all over the world. Please pray for those who got caught in the earthquake this morning in Napa and in Vallejo. I send prayers to my beloved uncle who lives in Vallejo, California. His TV crashed to the floor. So he had no contact with the outside world until I called him and told him what was going on. Thank you for protecting him, God. Amen. We ask Jesus to bless us and help us grow under his loving care and learn what we have to learn as we progress through this life of ours. And I want to adjure everybody never, never, ever to give up. And uh, we had... A, a couple of things that were very terrible happened, and uh, Robert Williams committed suicide, and also a friend uh, on my Facebook friends, Vicky uh, Ecker's uh, um, nephew committed suicide, and I want to actually tell everybody that uh, depression is an illness. Uh, do get in care and seek help if everybody's feeling fine. Do not leave them alone. Just pray for them and also uh, invite them over and try to include them in your life, even though uh, sometimes depressed people really don't want to be around anybody else. But just, uh, you know, please remember that they need help. Um, they're sick. And uh, I I know that uh, the Bible speaks against killing yourself and um, all we can help that. Uh, and pray that God knows everything and he has mercy on everybody's soul. And 
I ask this in Jesus' name that, you know, our thoughts and hearts go out to the families of those they left behind because it's very devastating. It's devastating to hear about it happening to a friend or to, you know, one of our own, uh, you know, the comedian. And uh, I'm just saying that I'm very sad over it. And I started thinking about what do we do when, you know, we feel this way and that we're depressed and, what I want to ask you to do is that just put yourself in a very dark room. And, and it was dark, but the moment before, the light was on. And let's say the lights were all shut off and now you're sitting in a dark room. Wouldn't you get up and look for the light switch to turn the light back on? So remember, get up, say your prayers, turn the light back on. It takes our effort. We do have to try, and I'm very, very sorry you just remember, get up out of the darkness and do the best you can to adopt yourself. I do believe in medication. I do believe in everything else, medication, meditation, spirituality, praying, and any kind of help you can get in counseling and talking and be a friend to your suffering friends. Please, God, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And I want to say happy birthday to you. Everybody else is having a birthday today. God bless you. I wish you a very, very, very prosperous year ahead. And if you have a special uh, prayer, intention, anniversary, anything else, just let me know. You can also let me know on Facebook if uh, you're too shy to talk about that. Anyway, uh, we also have a phone number again. is 619-924-9744. And there's also two Bible resources I found www.biblegateway.com and of course I use www.biblia.com if you want to follow today's uh, reading. So now let's get to today's, uh, last week's reading was uh, chapter 6, choosing collaborators and those that will carry on the ministry. Remember Stephen uh, was getting ready to be arrested. And this week is chapter 7, it's a sermon from Stephen. And Stephen's speech is before the Sanhedrin. Stephen's response is actually the longest speech in Acts. His speech can be divided into segments that cover different aspects of Israel's history. Abraham's calling, the patriarchs of Egypt, life of Moses, Moses in Israel in the wilderness, and the tabernacle testimony. Stephen concludes with a stinging rebuke of the Sanhedrin. As good debaters often do, Stephen always answering the high priest's question. He does not even directly address the accusation he had slandered Moses and God. Defense of Stephen before the Sanhedrin is hardly a defense in the sense of explanation or apology calculated to win an acquittal. Rather, it is a proclamation of the Christian message in terms of popular Judaism of the day, an indictment of the Jewish leaders for their failure to recognize Jesus of Nazareth as their Messiah or to appreciate the salvation given to them. Stephen does respond to the unlearned charge that he's a renegade Jew and by extension that the Messiah Church is composed of apostate Jews. He does this by asserting that the Israelite history, from the call of Abraham to the building of Solomon's temple, proves that his listeners are real defectors from God. Stephen is on the defense, and he's not trying to win any favors. So let's go ahead and read, and everybody get ready to read chapter 7. Acts chapter 7. The Sermon of Stephen. The high priest said, Are these things so? And he said, Hear me, brethren and fathers. The glory, the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham 
when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in Aram. And he said to him, Leave your country and your relatives and come into the land that I will show you. Then he left the land of the Chaldeans and settled in Haran. And from there, after his father died, God had him move to his country in which you are now living. But he had, gave him no inheritance in it, not even a foot of ground, and yet, even when he had no child, he promised that he would give it to him as a possession and to all his descendants after him. But God spoke to this effect, that if his descendants would be aliens in a foreign land, and that they would be enslaved and mistreated for 400 years, and whatever nation to which they will be in bondage, I myself will judge, said God. And after that, they will come out and serve me in this place. And then he gave him covenant of circumcision, and so Abraham became the father of Isaac, and they circumcised him on the eighth day, and Isaac became the father of Jacob, and Jacob the twelfth of the twelfth patriarchs. The patriarchs became jealous of Joseph and sold him into Egypt. And remember that uh, Joseph of Egypt showed up for me in one of my dreams, and I... He's like my patron saint along with the Blessed Mother. Anyway, yet God was with him, and he rescued him from all his afflictions and granted him favor and wisdom in the sight of the Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he made him governor over Egypt and all his household. Now a famine came over all Egypt and Canaan and great affliction with it, and our fathers could find no food. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent our fathers there for the first time. And on the second visit, Joseph made himself known as to his brothers, and Joseph's family was disclosed to Pharaoh. Then Joseph sent word and invited Jacob, his father, and all his relatives to come to him, 75 persons in all. And Jacob went down to Egypt, and there he and our fathers died. From there they were removed to Session and laid in the tomb which Abraham had purchased for a sum of money from the sons of Amor in Hashem. But, this, but at this time, with the promise of the fortune which God had assured to Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Egypt, until there arose another king over Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph. It was he who took shrewd advantage of our race and mistreated our fathers so that they would expose their infants and they would not survive. It was at this time that Moses was born. He was the loveliest in the sight of God, and he was nurtured three months in his father's home. And after he had been set outside, Pharaoh's daughter took him away and nurtured him as her own. Moses was educated in all the learning of the Egyptians, and he was a man of power in words and deeds. But when he was approaching the age of 40, it entered his mind to visit his brethren, the sons of Israel. And when he saw one of them being treated unjustly, he defended him and took vengeance for their press by striking down the Egyptian. And he supposed that his brethren understood that God was granting them deliverance through him, but they did not understand. On the following day, he appeared to them as they were fighting all together, and he tried to reconcile them in peace, saying, Men, you are brethren. Why do you injure one another? But the one was injuring his neighbor pushed him away, saying, Who made you a ruler and judge over us? You do not mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday, do you? At this remark, Moses fled and became an alien in the land of the Median, where he became the father of two sons. After 40 years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai in the flame of a burning thorn bush. 
When Moses saw it, he marveled at the sight, and as he approached it to look more closely, there came the voice of God, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and Isaac, and of Jacob. Moses shook with fear and would not venture to look. But the Lord said to him, Take off the sandals from your feet, for the place on which you stand is holy ground. I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt, and I've heard their groan, and I have come down to rescue them. Come now, and I will send you to Egypt. This Moses, whom they disowned, saying, Who made you ruler and judge? is the one whom God sent forth to be both ruler and a deliverer with the help of the angel who appeared to him in the thorn bush. This man led them out, performing wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and the wilderness for 40 years. This is the Moses who said to the sons of Israel, God will raise up you a prophet like me from your brethren. This is the one who was in the congregation in the wilderness together with the angel who was speaking to him on Mount Sinai, and who was with our fathers, and who received living oracles to pass on to you. Our fathers were unwilling to be obedient to him, but repudiated him and put their hearts on, and then turned their hearts back to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make for us gods who will go before us, for this Moses who led us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what happened to him. At that time, can you imagine this? <laughs> At that time, they made a calf and brought a sacrifice to to the idol and were rejoicing to the works of their hands. But God turned away and delivered the host of heaven. And it is written in the book of the prophets, It was not to me that you offered victims and sacrifices. Forty years in the wilderness was it, O house of Israel. You also took along the tabernacle of Moloch and the star of the god Ramfa and the images which you made to worship, I also remove you beyond Babylon. Our fathers had tabernacle of testimony in the wilderness, just as he who spoke to Moses directed him to make it according to the pattern which he had seen. And having received it in their turn, our fathers brought it in with Joshua upon dispossession of the nations whom God drove out before our fathers until the time of David. David found favor in God's sight and asked that he might find a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. But it was Solomon who built the house for him. However, the Most, house, the most High does not dwell in houses made by human hands, as the prophet says. Heaven is my throne, and the earth is the footstool of my feet. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what place is there for my repose? And then it goes on where to what was it not my hand from which made all these things? You men who are stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears are always resisting the Holy Spirit. You are doing just as your fathers did. Which one of the prophets did your father not persecute? They killed those who had previously announced the coming of the righteous one, whose betrayers and murderers you have now become. You have received the law as ordained by angels and yet did not keep it. Now we have the stoning of Stephen. After all, everything he's saying has enraged the Sanhedrin. And now when they heard this to the quick, and they began gnashing their teeth at him, but being full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed intently into heaven and saw the glory of God in Jesus. The right hand 
And behold, I see the heavens open up 